If you've heard us talk about the Jingle Kringle before, this is the episode where we're going to tell you how it came to be. You're going to hear all about our Jingle Kringle run, all about Laura's magical way of putting it together. And then we're going to talk about some things to think about during this holiday season. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Welcome to the holiday season. Yes, December is two days away. Whoop, whoop. Do you have your lights and tree up or are you waiting? Oh, well, Laura, you go ahead and answer that question for us. Well, I mean, I was late this year, but I do have everything up. We went on a little long weekend, the weekend I probably would have done normally done it, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I got it up just in the nick of time before Thanksgiving. So a little bit later than normal, but it is up and it's ever ready to go. All the other boxes are put down, away, back in storage. We're ready. Okay. We have pulled out a holiday candle and set it on our kitchen table. And when I was pulling out that holiday candle, I also found some holiday soap from last year, and I put that next to our kitchen sink. So we are ready to. (laughs) You've got a great start, (laughs) Stephanie. Yes, I do. (laughs) So this season is one of your favorites, right? It is. I do love the Christmas season. I just love all the lights and the festivities and the small things that you do um, to just bring cheer to people. Okay. And so it was fitting that when we first started working out, which was now two years ago together with with this plan that we were going to do, that we were going to start kind of working towards some kind of permanent change. When we first started working out, um, we decided that the first race we would ever run would be like a jingle bell run. Like, okay, and, you right. know, they have those similar to your turkey trots um, that happen on Thanksgiving Day, except they happen usually anywhere in December. And obviously they have some charity and people like to dress up in jingle bells and, um, you know, maybe Santa Claus is at the finish line. So, you know, a, a holly jolly festivity race. So that's what we were th- going for. And so you researched and researched it. I did. I found one. It was going to happen like on December 18th. So we're, you know, right around Thanksgiving at the point when we're thinking of this. And so, okay, so we've got about four weeks till we're going to run this 5K. Let's start thinking of, you know, making our runs be long enough for our 5K. And so we were pretty much hot and heavy training for it. We were. Um, We... We, it was a jingle bell run, and so I told my husband all about it, asked him if he wanted to do it, and we had a plan so that we were going to be able to run three miles straight by yep. the time the race came. And you even made us take our 
long runs outside because we were basically only treadmill training at that point. And you're like, nope, no, we got to take them outside. So we would do Sunday long runs of like three miles because that was that was a long run back in the day. And so we would run the neighborhoods so we can get used to running outside all in preparation for this Jingle Bell run. Our first 5K together. And then it disappeared. (laughs) Right? So we were sitting at Lucky's, our local grocery store, enjoying music, live music, and a few beverages one Friday night that was in between Thanksgiving and our Jingle Bell run. And my husband was sitting with us looking up all the specs on his phone. I think he was interested in the course because he wanted to make sure that we were training appropriately for the hills that were going to be there. And so he sits for a minute or two and then he says, uh, uh, (laughs) and I'm like, so tell me more. Like, what's going on? He goes, this isn't a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you can get to the website, but there are no links. Like, there is no race. You can't register. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, there was no race. Right. So then I was like, well, but why did they advertise it? So I think I even went in and, like, emailed and said, hey, you know, we saw your race advertised, but, like, there's no links. And they're like, yeah, we couldn't get a funding or a sponsor or something. So it's not happening. So essentially, we picked a first 5K race that didn't actually exist. Yep. And by that point, any other Jingle Bell race that would have happened, because there's sometimes there's more than one in town, has already happened because because they don't typically happen the week of Christmas just because it's such a big holiday. So they're gone. We're now in December and there are no races in the horizon. And we're sitting in the middle of the store realizing that this race that we had been planning on and... And working toward fitting for Laura's favorite season was not actually ever going to happen. So after another round of beverages, we decided that we were just going to make up our own. (laughs) And that was the birth of the Jingle Kringle. this task of creating a race. We had never really actually been in any races before. I'd been in like one or two, but not done a lot of racing. My husband has done a lot of racing, but is not forthcoming with information on how to go about doing it. (laughs) And so Laura goes about planning the Jingle Kringle, her first 5K ever, um, without any experience of ever being in the race. Right. So I'm going to back up a smidgen because uh, thinking of the name, like I feel like every race name either has to have alliteration. So starting with the same sound or letter or it's got to rhyme. So we knew we wanted to do with Jingle Bells Christmas. So that's how Jingle Kringle came because Jingle and Kringle rhyme. So it just seemed fitting to name it that. So that is that was our own name. We came up with it on our own. But then the harder task became figuring out how, how do you, I mean, you can't, you can't have a two and a half mile 5k because mm-hmm. <laughs> then you can't call it a 5k. So how do you measure 3.1 miles? Well, it's not as easy as you think. 
I thought, you know, I'll just hop in the car and I'll drive a route. And when it hits 3.1 miles, like, uh, then we'll have a race. Well, it's, it's kind of like uh, they, the whole saying, like, as the bird flies, what's that saying? The, as, as the crow flies. There you go. See, I get, I get my sayings mixed up. That's one of my um, Achilles heel. So, yeah, it, it's not quite as simple as getting in the car because, like, the way your car drives versus how you're going to run, not quite the exact pattern. It's not quite the same. So what'd you end up doing? So I I initially did. I got in the car and I drove it to get an initial idea. Okay, so I think I have a route plan. So then I said, okay, Stephanie, so our next practice run is going to be this, this Jingle Kringle that I've created. So let's go and start our watches and run like how you would run like in the streets and see if it if it measures right. Well, I think it was almost not quite, maybe a little too too far. I'm not sure exactly. So now I've had two methods of measuring the same distance and it's not the same. So this is not looking good. <laughs> okay. So how'd you figure it out? So I actually found an app oh. called Distance and it allows, it's kind of finicky to use. Now, if you guys have found a better app out there, please let us know. Because it'd be great to have one that's not so finicky. But essentially, you like click, 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 and you like gradually go along a map that, you know, it shows you an aerial view of an area and it will measure the distance for you. Okay. So I did that a couple of times because trying to get it to end at just the right spot, you know, it's kind of like you want it to end a certain spot. So then you have to go forward and then. So anyways, after doing that a few times, then I got back in the car, drove it just for my own peace of mind. Okay, it's measuring out about right. Then I think we went on another practice run using our watches to measure yet again, finally getting the same distance multiple times. So we felt like we finally had a route. Then came an even trickier part. How do you direct your runners in the right direction. That's right. So, and because Laura's Jingle Kringle has to involve holiday lights. Yes. The timing of it needs to be about dusk. Right. So the lights can be seen, but the people can be seen too. Right. Very technical. It really is. So, yeah, the whole, we wanted it to be a holiday run. So as you're running through the neighborhood, you're seeing everyone's Christmas lights because that makes it holly jolly. So, but that also makes it hard to know where to turn. You can't like write with chalk because they're probably not going to see you on the road. So we started buying candy canes, like just the holiday decorations that you would use in your front yard. I think we went to Walmart and about two and a half foot, three foot yeah, candy canes. About three foot candy canes. Um, stuck them in the, in the ground, kind of made it so the arch was going in the direction that you would need to turn at an intersection. Well, we did that, I think, the first year and then realized sometimes the can because I think I think it was our kids mm -hmm. who were walking it. And they're like, we didn't see the candy cane. And we saw them going way the wrong way. We're like, no, you missed it. And so at that point, we realized, OK, so for the next year, we've got to light up these candy canes. So that became the search for battery-powered small strand lights, which we found at Dollar Tree. Thank you, Dollar Tree, which is now Dollar Twenty Five Tree. Just I didn't know. You Ooh. know. I know. For, Ooh, for everybody I didn't out know there, that. It just happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I wish I would have had a warning on that one. All right, keep going. 
Sorry, little tangent. But we basically wrapped the candy canes from Walmart with the dollar battery-powered LED lights from Dollar Tree so that they were lit up and you wouldn't miss them. And that's how we made it so that people could see where to turn in the dusk, jolly, jingle, cringle run. Perfect. Yes. Yes. So then after you figured out how to map out the race and light up the race, the costuming was also part of your plan. Yes. Well, of course, if it's going to be a real race, it's got to have racing bibs. So we created our own racing bibs just on a computer with, I think, Canva with the numbers. And so and we've got some safety pins. We created enough numbers for all the runners or participants because some people chose to walk, which is great. And then we wanted to add some Jingle Bell fun to this. So a friend of mine had created little elf skirts that just go right on top of your leggings that you just tie on. And I'd asked to borrow them. So we borrowed them a couple years. But our goal this year is to make a few so that some participants can wear them. And then gradually we'll get more and more as the race grows. We've also added a few holiday gloves because, you know, it is in December. And I think we've added a few holiday headbands so people can wear some um, costume fun as they're participating in our Jingle Kringle. So there you go. It is easy-ish to create your own Jingle Bell 5K race when or if yours gets canceled. Or even if yours doesn't get canceled, then you just want to have your own Jingle Bell 5K race. Now, every race needs to have a cause. Yes. And so we felt like a a great cause for our race would be the Humane Society because we have our own pets. Some of them have been adopted from the Humane Society and they're always looking for donations. And so that's how we chose our charity, our cause, is to give to the puppies and the kitty cats of the world. So our racers are welcome into our race as long as they let us know that they're going to be there. And then they give us a donation that we can forward on to the Humane Society, along with maybe a drink or brownies or something that they want to come with so that we can all celebrate at the end of our race that we have started off this holiday season or this holiday fun week with a little bit of exercise and a lot of friendship. Well, Laura has amazing outdoor lights in her house and amazing holiday decorations. Ours are not quite as amazing. We love our holiday decorations, but they're scant. My husband is a perfectionist. And one of the first years that we owned our house, I said, I really want lights around our house. Like our house, I would love to have lit up for the Christmas holiday. And so he spent hours going back and forth to Lowe's or Home Depot and getting the little clips to go on the lights, the little perfect lights, the everything was exactly spaced apart, exactly the way it needed to be. And I'm thinking it was like maybe two or three weekends by the time he finally got everything put together and hung up on the roof of our house. By the time he got ready for his Clark Griswold lighted up moment, he realized that 
the two ends that he had meticulously put together did not actually match and that he needed to take off the whole string of lights and rewire the whole thing, which he decided not to. And the only way that you could see our lights that year (laughs) was when the sun glinted off of them in the daytime. Oh, no. That that can be heartbreaking because I know how much time that takes. Yes. So next year, I said, let's get this right. We're going to figure this out. We're going to get the ends to match up correctly. There you go. And so he decides that instead of lighting up the rim of our house, he's going to go outside and he's going to light up each one of our trees that are lining the driveway. So he gets all of his lights together. He meticulously lights up all of the trees, right? They look fantastic. Everything is evenly spaced. We have a welcoming holiday driveway that anybody can drive up. So that evening, the first day that he's got everything lit up, um, I sent him outside to get our Christmas tree. Now, our Christmas tree was a real tree that year. And he goes out there. And the next thing I know He is flinging the front door of our house open, shoving the Christmas tree into the house, throwing it, actually, (laughs) along with a whole series of really, really, really bad words that I cannot repeat on a G-rated podcast. (laughs) I had no idea what was going on, but I soon learned that our new little puppy that we had just gotten and had let out, um, had gone and meticulously ate up the strands of all of the lights. That were along the tree-lined driveway. Because instead of them being up high, they were down low, and then the puppy could eat them. Now, we still had a puppy, which was good. We we appreciated that. (laughs) Um, But Matt was forever not going to light our house. Our house has remained unlit for the next 10 years. (laughs) So imagine it was scarring. It was a little bit, right? So imagine my children's reaction when we got new neighbors in next door just this fall. And yesterday we're out there and they are lighting up their house. They have two fully lit wreaths that are large. I'm thinking like three feet across on each side of the driveway. They have bulbs that race, they have bulbs that twinkle, and they have bulbs that show all at the same time along the rimways of their house. Oh, no. They have a light-up magic tree in the front, along with light-up Frosty the Snowman, and a Merry Christmas beer-like sign from the window. So now, did they pay somebody to put the lights up or they do it themselves oh no they did it all themselves they spent all day yesterday so my husband says to my kids look now if you ever want to see lights all you have to do is go outside our house and look next door (laughs) just turn your head about 45 degrees and our kids are like but we want lights at our house (laughs) oh you know i have to tell you stephanie that though we have a lit up house now our house before the house we currently live in was difficult to light and so i think we only had lights once or twice because it was trickier so we've we've only been one up you a a couple of years there we go All that to say that we have to remember to embrace this holiday season, enjoy it, and not necessarily work to keep up with the Joneses. Yes, just be focused on what you have and be thankful for what you have because you may not have lights on the outside, but you've got joy on the inside. 
Oh, I love that. So I'll keep that. The next time the kids say, hey, <laughs> I'm no. going to say, but we have joy on the inside. That's right. <laughs> and then refer them to our podcast. Okay. So, guys, it is now time for our weekly homework. And during this season, we're going to focus on low cost or free gifts that you can give mostly of yourself during this season. I think this is a particularly hard time to focus on that slowdown, that mindful, that calm. Yet when we're doing those things, that's when we can really be a part of all that our family and friends and everything that this season has to offer. So your homework this week, this is your challenge, active listening. It's a hard one. It's hard. And yeah. we've talked about this before. But figure out sometimes or moments that you are going to be an active listener. What does that mean? That means when somebody is talking to you, you first of all, clear your mind. You focus on the things that they're saying. And I tend to flip over my phone. I was going to say, get that phone out of the picture. Right. Because it's hard. To, we know. Yeah. The research shows you cannot concentrate on two things at the same time. Multitasking is not a thing. Right. So just put the phone away, especially if you want to truly pay attention to the person that is talking to you and make eye contact with them. And as you are listening, ask questions, restate what you hear, summarize, but don't tell your own story. Oh, and I think that is a hard one to do because we want to try to connect. I think as as humans, that's something that we try to do on a regular basis but to do that active listening piece, you have to keep your story to yourself. Yeah. For now. Yeah. And, and there'll be time for your story. Right. But that active piece is, is just kind of holding that part back. I took this class in cognitive coaching a while ago. And the fascinating part of that class with to me was um, not telling your own story, of course, and also not thinking about what you're going to say next, just being in the moment with the person that's talking, but also Asking questions in a way that allows that other person to figure out what it is that they want and know what it is that I want for them. Okay. I think, you know what, in a future episode, Stephanie, I think we should model this. Oh, we could do that. Because I think that could be helpful yep. um, for our listeners. Okay. So, so stay tuned for some of, more of that. Yes. And in the meantime, enjoy your week. Go move, breathe, share kindness with others. You got this. Do you love Friends Fit 40s? Subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.